guys. Welcome back to Gaming Trend Podcast. This is Erica. And this is your very flamboyant John. F- flamboyant? Yeah, sure. Why not? I'm using a thesaurus today. A thesaurus. Okay. <laughs> How are you flamboyant today? I don't know. I picked. I just picked a le- random letter and read the first thing that came off of it. <laughs> we'll just go with it then. So today's episode is about aliens. They're coming for your brain. So that's that was last week. <laughs> <laughs> Now, since the Catholic Church and pretty much everyone in the government confirms aliens, uh, why don't we talk about aliens video games? Oh, yes, of course. So let's head on and game on. Game on. Our first game we're going to talk about is the Halo series, of course, because, I mean, you think about aliens, you think about teabagging them, right? I mean, that's what I would do. You, oh wow! That, that wow, wow, wow! That speaks volumes right there. Complete okay, volumes. Don't, don't lie and say you've never teabagged someone in Halo. Just don't lie. Uh, well, you have to enunciate in Halo. In, in Halo. Okay. <laughs> so, in case you've been living under a rock. Uh, This series isn't just for first-person mayhem online, but a struggle between humankind and the Covenant, an ethocratic and militaristic union of a wide and diverse range of species throughout the galaxy that worship the extinct race known as the Forerunners. And luckily for Earthlings, the Covenant decides that humans are an affront to their gods, and this alliance becomes the main antagonist during the trilogy, bringing forth an interesting and engaging sci-fi and philosophical experience but yes the covenant those weird creatures that look like something kind of a salamander and Sinead o'connor had a baby that's what they are don't talk about my irish sister like that <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry i'm seeing the haircut i think you should have shaved it all the way no leave my hair alone <laughs> but either way the covenant they are very prideful and they believe the humans are there as as essentially demons upon their gods. And so they are trying to wipe them out in any way, shape, or possible, yet they have the same mandibles when they talk like the Predator. It's kind of cool, especially in Halo 2, when you get to play as the Covenant. When I first started playing this game, it was strictly just like killing. Like, that's, I did not get any of the side story. Uh, I just loved it for killing the aliens, seeing those little alien balloon things pop and a little parasites get on you. Uh, I focused on the death of it, but the more that I played it and the more games that happen, I believe that they go further into the story. Oh, it wasn't just about the teabagging. Got it. (laughs) (laughs) As I got older, I was able to actually, you know, relish in the story. Okay. (laughs) Uh, the story of teabagging aliens and making sure that they know, know who you are when you take them out. Who's your daddy? Me. <laughs> the aliens that were also the enemies of the humans, the Covenant, and the Forerunners, the Flood. Yes. Oh, little infectious parasites that not only kill you, but reanimate your corpse to become them. Oh, yeah. I love the flood. Like the flood was like my favorite part of the whole game. It was amazing. Oh, especially when those little parasite things come at you. It looked like little spider turkeys. Yes. <laughs> my brother and I, we would call them big mamas. And then we called the little parasites pimples. <laughs> we would. It was, it was, it was a very like good bonding experience for me and my brother. Uh, but let's head into the next one. Oh yes. With destroy all humans. 
This parody of the old-fashioned alien invasion films of the 50s is a comical and fun game that allows the player to control a large-headed gray alien as he collects human DNA and blows things up from his UFO. The game is overflowing with pop culture references as it uses those alien troops to its advantage. The pop culture references, oh my god, there are plenty of them. Pretty much it all takes place in a nice little backwater town in the 1950s, and apparently everyone in this town thought, hey, that's a big donut that's on the top of that donut shop. Let's just slap a big face of Elvis on it, and everything else. <laughs> I love games that have pop culture references. Oh, just this one is fun. You actually take the spaceship, and you have to actually collect cows. And yes, you go to the field, and just beam them up, and then you here come the military. So you get, wait, what's your weapon? The cow. Yes. That's amazing. You can fling that cow at the choppers in the tanks. <laughs> <laughs> Another classic that we have is Metroid. Uh, we can't have Samus without bounty hunting, and we can't have intergalactic bounty hunting without a few aliens for our favorite orange-wearing badass to track down. This world is rifle with creatures and fun characters, as well as terrifying jellyfish leeches that drain the life out of its victims. Get your blasters ready for those creepy crawlies. Oh, the Metroid and all the different variations of it. I think it's totally badass that the first time playing this, okay, you just think, okay, this is a bomb-ass character. This is awesome. Great, whatever. And she takes her helmet off and you realize she's a woman. Badass. It's totally badass. I mean, as a girl and as a kid, you're like, what? This is a woman and she did all this crap? Because back in the day... You're playing Super Nintendo games, and they're all mostly male leads. I mean, can you honestly think of any Super Nintendo, like, early Super Nintendo games where they had female strong leads? Not off the top of my head, no, and I own a lot exactly. of them. Exactly. <laughs> like, so I, I started playing, like, the Metroid on the NES, and with that one, like, whenever we found out about it, like, most of the people, most of us people that were playing it, like, that's hot. <laughs> She was a chick. <laughs> Followed by, that's hot. <laughs> so, kind of explains my taste in women. <laughs> Your taste in women is is revolving. <laughs> it's like a roulette wheel. <laughs> it's exactly. It's just like, what flavor will it be today? <laughs> not, not in the by the day. No, longer. Mm, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Every three days. How about let's do that? <laughs> oh, let's just be let's just be calendar like you know week. <laughs> it doesn't help your case, man. I'm not trying to. Our next game, the Odd World series. This series is well known for the slave race known as the Mudakan that became enslaved by the Glucons due to their passive attitudes. But don't let Abe's lighthearted and sometimes lazy attitude deter you from playing the game. Even though Abe and his fellow Mudakins don't want to fight, they can possess other creatures and turn themselves into fearsome creatures if need be. That's awesome. So I've never played this series. Have you? I played it a couple of times. The first one, actually, Abe's Odyssey, where apparently they're taking a lot of the slaves and turning them into uh, soft drinks. <laughs> so I think I remember Abe's Odyssey. I think that I remember it as a different name. I think so, too. Yeah. I just remember it just being Odd World. This one was kind of interesting, just the possessing of, of different creatures. And it's like, okay, so pretty much you are a mastermind. You're going to make this thing attack so you can sit back and not get hurt. 
Or fight. It's like, look, we're not doing anything. We're not doing anything. It's not like <laughs> we're, we're not killing anyone. It's okay. <laughs> it's just these ferocious creatures over here that are killing your people. We're not doing it. <laughs> One of my favorite video games, the reason I bought a Wii U at the time, we've talked about this many, many, many times, uh, Earthbound, also known as Mother 2, because as Americans, we don't get everything for some reason. So it's subtitled as The War Against Gigas. It's Earthbound Chronicles, The Adventures of Ness. Uh, it's a 13-year-old boy who journeys around the world using PK, or Psy, to collect eight melodies in order to save the future from an alien of pure evil, intending to sentence all of reality to the horror of, of eternal darkness. Despite being successful in Japan, the North American version was released to a poor commercial response. Years later, the game is now lauded by gamers worldwide for its humorous depictions of American culture and parody of the RPG video game genre, and has since become a cult classic. I love it. Um, <laughs> if you play too long, like you'll get like a you'll get a phone call from your dad saying, "Hey, are you sure you know you're playing a lot? Do you need to save?" A little frog on a car will come in, and you can save the game. <laughs> it's just like so darn cute. <laughs> I love the dinosaur and the little monkey with the with the bubblegum balloon thing going on. Um, I can't even remember all the characters' names, but it's amazing. Oh, and those with how it really. Nobody really knew about it when it came out in the U.S. kind of reminds me of Firefly in a way. Nobody really watched... Like the TV series? Yes, because nobody knew about Firefly until reruns and everyone got to the end of season one. When season two? Never going to (laughs) happen. I mean, no, but that's exactly true. I mean, we didn't even get the first mother. We didn't get Mother 3. There's a lot of fan subs, so like they redid it for the GBA, so I mean... I mean, you can do that, just play it on the Game Boy. Or if you're like me, you can get a GameCube adapter for the Game Boy and then play a Game Boy game on the GameCube on the TV. So I wish I had the Game Boy <laughs> adapter for the GameCube. I just have the old Game Boys. It's, uh, it's kind of expensive. Uh, I think right now it's like at 50 bucks, if I'm not mistaken. But yeah. I mean, considering you can play it on a big TV, that's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Still, it's one of those things where it's like, hmm, I should get that. Because the only thing... Earthbound? Well, I would love to. I see it all the time when I go to conventions or like the video game swap meets and people have the big box. Yeah, you know how much those things go for? Uh, Like 50 or or $100? No, 700 Big box of what? It's the big box that it came in. It was like four times the size of a normal box and it looked just like a cartridge and had the game and everything in it. Uh- you're talking about yeah so the game itself it goes for just the game out of box it's like a hundred bucks ninety dollars inside the actual box uh i think it's like 130 uh so that doesn't surprise me oh yeah well the good thing is is a great game it's a great game and it's it's one of those games where later in life got a cult classic following and again i mean americans sometimes are behind you know in times and we don't grasp all the good stuff when we have it. No, but one thing is for sure. If you do play this, never use a Game Genie. Yes, we did an episode. What episode was that on? Oh my gosh, that was forever ago. So if you play this game on a Game Genie, it will continually get harder. I mean, almost impossible to beat. And if somehow you do beat all of these obstacles it will just stop the game and start it over from the beginning oh don't forget it also blanks out your save file 
It does. It's they weren't playing with this game. They're like, nah, fam, if you're gonna play this game, you're gonna really play it, okay? We're not dealing with this shit today. <laughs> Start over, honey. <laughs> Contra three Alien Wars. Bow, bow, bow. This game takes place in twenty six thirty six. Two years after the events of Super Contra, the protagonists, Bill Riser and Lance Bean, are deployed once again to counter an alien invasion. In the North American version, <laughs> Bill and Lance were called Jimbo and Sully, respectively. They were referred to as being descendants of Mad Dog and Scorpion from the NES version of Contra and Super C. Now, this game, I have never played this one. <laughs> it's super fun. So I bought this game. It's really, really fun to play. There is this one part where it's like this massive puzzle and you have to like do all these twists and turns. It's 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 really a lot of fun. Aliens are amazing. Uh, the side scroll gameplay is awesome. It's a great Contra game and a great side scroller. Okay, well, let's see if I can find it on actual cartridge form now. Or maybe I'll just download it on emulation. Dude, I would do emulation. Um, this isn't one of the most expensive Contra games, but I believe it's $30 or $40. I don't know if it's gone up or gone down. These cartridge games really fluctuate, but I think it's around $30 or $40. 40 at the highest right now. Well, it's still cheaper than a PS4 game. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that is very true, Miller. <laughs> so... Our last game that we have today is Toe Jam and Earl. I know we've been talking about a lot on Nintendo, some Xbox. So let's talk about some Sega, right? We barely touch on Sega. So this was released in Sega. <laughs> this was released in 1991. It centers on Toe Jam and Earl, two alien rappers who have crash landed on Earth and must collect pieces of their wrecked spacecraft to escape. The game frequently parodies 1980s and 1990s urban culture and uses common 90s slang and a funk soundtrack. The game was positively received by critics who praised its originality, soundtrack, humor, and two-player cooperative mode. It attains sleeper hit status despite low initial sales, and its protagonists were used as mascots in Sega. Oh, uh, because I played Toby Jam and Earl, but I also have the sequel Yes, they what is it? They did like three games. Yeah, there's the one I have is Panic on Funkatron. Mm-hmm. Still same gameplay. It's still f it, it's fun to play, no matter what it is. And the best part about having a Sega, you don't have to worry about it updating. <laughs> That's very true. Honestly, soundtrack is amazing. The chemistry between these characters, I mean, humor off the charts. It's a great classic. And again. Totally agree with the sleeper hit status. Oh, yeah, especially with how uh, the levels were, which were randomly generated islands that float in space. And they're all connected by elevators. <laughs> <laughs> but think about it. You're going through and you're getting attacked by aggressive packs of nerds, giant hamsters, the boogeymen. How about man-eating mailboxes? That's hot. Uh, almost, as, almost as hot as teabagging. <laughs> and chickens armed with mortars that shoot tomatoes. This is amazing. It reminds me, I mean, just the humor of it and the wacky characters that they have. It reminds me a lot of Earthbound in that sense. Oh, yeah. It wouldn't surprise me on this one. But still, this is a fun game, colorful, and one of these games you just pick up at any time and just start playing. And speaking of Toe Jam and Earl, these rockin' rappers, 
There's always one thing that always amazes me with all the bling they have on. It just screams, shut up and take my money. Shut up and take my money. Earthworm gem. Aliens. I mean, come on. I know we didn't talk about the game, but we will talk about their comic. Oh my god, there's a comic? Yes! Oh my god! I know. So they've already come out with the first one. But on Kickstarter, they're starting off with their second one, Earthworm Jim 2, Fight the Fish. That is awesome. The comic book is finally here. We like to start by thanking the fans of EWJ, who have stuck with us for over 25 years. Finally telling Earthworm Jim's story has actually been a relief. If you're new... I'll catch you up. The first book is in the series. It's called EWJ, Lunch the Cow, and it is an origin story. The book for this campaign, EWJ2, Fight the Fish, is the second, and it's about Jim facing his fears. The book starts with these attributes, but it will get even more features as we reach stretch goals. Uh, so right now they have hardcover, 9 by 12 full colors, 160 pages, and gold gilded edges. So just like those books we had as kids... Like the Bible? <laughs> <laughs> yes, like the Bible, but I'm talking about like those Disney books. Like they have those little gilded edges. Uh, so you can get this for 25 bucks. Well, Grant, for 35 you can get it signed. Yeah, that's what I was just about to say. You can get that thing signed. And if you pay $50 or more, you can get the first comic and the second comic. Ooh, now that's tempting right there. Unfortunately, I kind of blew my, my Kickstarter budget on <laughs> when we we're t a couple episodes back when we were talking about um, the mass. Yeah. Yeah, I got one. That's amazing. So we were going to get one of those masks, but then I realized I would have to be using a filter every single day that I went out, and it's like a dollar a filter. And so I kind of felt that would be like a waste of money. Yeah, they kind of hit some of their goals. So they kind of they doubled the amount of money on for it. And I they had two choices on those filters, too. Uh -huh. So, yeah, I picked up the uh, extra pack of N99 mask filters. And, yes, I'll be breathing sterile air for a while. <laughs> That'll be fun. That's awesome. I mean... I'm suffering from allergies like a motherfucker right now. So I coronavirus. Mean, I, would, I would. I do not have the Rona. Okay, it's allergies. <laughs> so you say. Honestly, we might all just have the bubonic plague, and we don't even realize it. I mean, well, nothing's falling off on me yet. <laughs> yet, yet. I mean, the book is amazing. 160 pages. That's nothing to laugh at. The colors are great. Anyone who loves the video game is gonna love this comic book. I'm already in love with it right now. I'm kind of wishing I didn't get the mask and got this instead. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Me too. Well, you know, I didn't get the mask, but I'm I'm right there with you. <laughs> oh, you bought something else on Kickstarter, didn't you? <laughs> I did. Some video games. I sure did. <laughs> and also, with uh, something I have to review right now is the Turtle Beach Stealth 600 Gen 2 headphones. See, all the stuff I got on that thing was actually, these headphones are actually pretty good. They only a hundred bucks. I love Turtle Beach. Those are the only headphones that I use now. These are my second pair that I've owned. Both my pairs work. They're amazing. I use it for recording. I use it for gaming. They're amazing. They're perfect. They're the most comfortable headphones I've ever owned. Oh, these things I'm amazed also because like the 15 hour battery that's on this thing. I'm still, tr I charged them up. I'm still on that first charge and I've been gaming for a couple of days. That's amazing. Mine are with a cord. So 
I do have that, but that's amazing. Oh, no, see, I'm in the next gen here. Next gen. Is that what it is? Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah just stroke the headphones, stroke them. <laughs> but I do love these things. I am going to tell you, though, they do come in two colors. You have white, and then you have black with blue accents. I like the black with blue accent. It looked pretty. Be sure to check out the uh, Gaming Trend website. I will have that review up, and you all can make your educated decision on whether you should get them and why you should get them. Sounds good. The next one we have up on here is a, a Kotatsu table. I've been wanting these ever since I was a little girl watching Sailor Moon. Really? Yes. That's not the first thing that came to mind when I watched Sailor Moon. Well, that's because you're a man, so I don't I care. am a boy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so these are low-sitting tables, and what you do is you put a comforter on top of the table, and there's a heater underneath, so it keeps you warm. So you use these during cold days. You can sleep under it, kind of. I mean, you can't put your whole body under it, but you can sit under it as well. I mean, these things are just, they look like so much fun, and I it looked like so much fun in Sailor Moon, and I've always wanted one of these. You can get it on Amazon right now for $229. <laughs> and yet, you hear you talking about, like, it'll keep you warm. We live in Texas. We <laughs> have know. summer Diet summer and a weekend of cold. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I could just use like my Irish ingenuity, just get a table, chop off some of the legs, make the table short, and then put a heater under there. And I'll be like, this is my little table. <laughs> and 10 minutes later, we'll get a thing on the news. House caught fire. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's what happened. <laughs> but I would have saved $200. <laughs> yeah, yes. But the house would catch fire. <laughs> no, I would have a little heater. You know there's warnings on space heaters just because of this. I know. <laughs> <laughs> they don't always catch on fire, just sometimes, John. You know what that just reminds me of? What? Nani. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Nani. Well, Florida man strikes again. Well, I mean, do we are we even surprised at this time? Like, Florida, what happens? It's 2020. Florida man's a celebrity now. <laughs> Florida is like, everyone in Florida is on meth. I'm like pretty 100% positive on this. The U.S. is the melting pot of the world, while Florida is the melting pot of the U.S. <laughs> Chaos knows no sides. <laughs> But Florida man was arrested this week after trying to cash in on one of the 13 scratch-off lottery tickets that he stole from the same store. This guy is crazy. He steals scratch-off lottery tickets, okay? I mean, out of all the things to steal, he steals those. One of them, out of the 13 that he stole, had a $30 redeemable reward. So instead of going to, I don't know any other store in the area, he goes back to the one where he stole it from and tries to redeem $30. <laughs> well, <laughs> the people called the cops as soon as he came in the building. I don't know, but Florida police arrested a man this week for attempting to cash in a winning scratch-off ticket at the same convenience store that he stole it from. Authorities alleged uh, the Clearwater Police Department said that on August 20th, the man was identified as 27-year-old Herbert McKellen. According to police, McKellen stole 13 scratch-off tickets from the Speedway convenience store at 32 Bay Esplande. When he found out that he was a winner, I guess $30 is classified as winning. Well, he went Florida back to it is. The same <laughs> he went back to the same store to cash it in. The store workers immediately called police and McKellen was arrested, police said. The lottery ticket is only 
<laughs> the lottery ticket was only worth $30. McKellen was charged with petty theft in dealing in stolen property, according to the statement. It's safe to say that it was not his lucky day, police said. <laughs> Even the police were like, brah, the fuck. <laughs> There's another gas station a block down. You could have gone there, but no, you came back. He'll be like, wait, can I use that $30 to call me a lawyer, though? The, the, the question is, did they cash the ticket? <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, seriously, did they? I don't know. I know that they have, like, gator fights, like, almost like cockfights, but with gators. I mean, it's just insane. Oh, no, see, it's not gator versus gator. It's Florida man versus gator. <laughs> and unfortunately, Florida man is winning. We need Darwinism. Some alligators are, like, coming up positive for meth. I mean, isn't that insane? Like, oh, my God. Yes. It's just like there's, there's like, an ample amount of meth where everything is just high in the vicinity. Like I said, Florida is the melting pot of the U.S. Because you ask anyone, no one ever says they're from Florida. They just end up there. <laughs> That's very true. I don't think I've ever met a person from Florida. No. Like that was born there. I don't think I have. Someone needs to let us know. Someone needs to let us know right now if they were born in Florida. Because this is like a serious thing that we have now. Like, we need to investigate. Yes, we might figure out if you're a unicorn or not. (laughs) (laughs) As crazy as Florida is right now, the Gulf of Mexico is going crazy too. We have a potential Fujiwara or a double hurricane in our midst. Oh. 2020 is getting better and better. Who has that on the bingo card? Because I do. A man walks into a bar and he orders a Corona and two Hurricanes. The bartender says that'll be 2020. (laughs) (laughs) I like that joke. It was cute. The initial report said that it might be a Fujiwara, but it ends up that I believe that they're following the same path, but they won't be intermingling with each other. Yeah, because you have Marco that's going to hit first on Tuesday, mm-hmm. and then Laura is going to follow is going to hit on Thursday, right? Which is kind of interesting. It's like I've seen a couple of these memes. It's like when you don't, when you don't believe your man, so you follow him to work. Yes. <laughs> Now, I know that, like, over the years, like, we've almost had two hurricanes that happen at the same time, but usually one drifts off, something happens, whatever. But no, we're going to have, like, two hurricanes, like, in the same area. So, from what I've seen is Marco is coming in, and it will be hitting us in the Houston area, and then Laura is going to hit, like, a big old curve and go through Louisiana. Houston will be on the outskirts. Oh, yeah, but they are supposed to make landfall on the same place, which luckily it's a very sparsely inhabited portion of Louisiana when it goes through. Mm-hmm. But that place is going to be so decimated. <laughs> yeah. No, but I mean, it might hit Shreveport 50 miles an hour. I mean, it's forecast to go all the way up to Kentucky. I mean, this thing oh, yeah. is insane. Oh, yeah. That's Laura. No, that's Laura. Like, yes, that is sh- Laura. And, you know, de- the whole bunch of destruction and everything else. Amazingly, it's named after my ex-girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> What does that say about your ex-girlfriend? <laughs> Never date someone that is insane and you don't realize it. <laughs> I have honestly never met a sane Laura. All the Lauras I've met have been like a little unstable. Oh, no. She was a lot unstable. Plus, she was four <laughs> foot ten. 
Uh, I swear, the shorter they are, the meaner they are. They're like little chihuahuas. I don't know what that is. It's like they have to make up for it. Oh, I know, but see, the good there's there is an advantage of being tall. When you're dating a short one, you get mad, you pick her up, and you put her on the kitchen counter, and you walk away. You're like six foot, Miller. I don't know why you consider yourself tall. I'm not six foot. I'm six one and a half. Isn't that like the same thing, though? <laughs> no, you ask a short person, they'll tell you. They will break it down into fractions of an inch. I don't know. Like I tell people, they're like, "How tall are you?" I don't know, five four, five five, and they're like, "What are you though?" I'm like, "I don't know, either five four, five five. <laughs> I am a tree, and she was a gnome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, like anything that starts off with four foot, I don't. It's just like you're short. Like I mean, that's what it is. I'm dating a guy who's like six two, but I've dated dudes that are like six foot five. So I'm I, like, once you hit the six foot five area, then you're really tall. Not even really tall. You're just tall. That's called a great wood. <laughs> you have to climb. They're just tall. <laughs> oh, yeah. All the ones I did were like five foot and shorter. So That's insane. Well, five That's foot insane. five and shorter. The shorter they get, man, the crazier they are. I'm just going to stand by that statement. Everyone, I'm, I'm going to rephrase this. All the ones I have dated, three quarters of them have been crazy. I'm surprised not all of them have been crazy. Oh, no. It, 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 well, it, it will eventually happen. You just have to <laughs> drop the hat. <laughs> <laughs> As they say, all men are stupid and all women are crazy. You just have to find the right balance. Yes, and that's why I always carry like caramel chocolates in my pocket just in case. Just here's a treat. Like, she's go. angry. Huh? Throw it. <laughs> <laughs> Well, guys, that is our episode. I hope you enjoyed it. You can follow me everywhere at The Raging Erica. And you can follow me everywhere at Dogfin Studios or my gaming channel on YouTube, Mother Brain Gamer. Remember to email us your questions and comments at podcast at gamingtrend.com. Also, continue the conversation in our Discord channel, which I will have posted in the description of this episode. And if you have any hairstyling, any hairstyling tips, please include it in the email as well. I tried to cut my hair. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> it's just really short, and I'm sensitive about it. <laughs> it is all with love. <laughs> You can listen to our podcast on any major network. Uh, we have iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher. Anywhere you listen to your podcast, you can listen to us. So don't forget to subscribe. We'll catch you guys next week. Bye.